We've got lots to talk about today as we look at the ramifications of the Bank of Canada hiking its interest rates by another uh, 25 points to 5%. The central bank has been steadily increasing interest rates over the past three years in an effort to tame inflation. This is the, um, uh, the highest level for interest rates in 22 years. This is also the 10th rate hike since early 2022. So what's what's this all mean? Well, are we winning the war on inflation, I think is the first question. And of course, the second one would be, if and when we win, will it mean recession and potentially throwing thousands of Canadians out of work? These are, of course, precarious times for many British Columbians who are carrying a lot of debt, something Premier David Eby acknowledged earlier today. This is devastating news for families that have debt. Uh, they borrowed money for various reasons to get through. A lot of businesses in British Columbia borrowed money to get through the pandemic. Uh, they're struggling under the weight of that debt. And you, you really do have to wonder uh, when the Bank of Canada is going to take a pause and see what the impact of this is going to be. Well, joining me now to talk about the impact of this uh, rate increase is Michael Levy, CKW's business analyst. Michael, thank you for joining us. Hi, Jazz. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So uh, this, I'm going to assume, was not a surprise for you. Is this the right way to go in, in regards to taming inflation? Well, how's this for a definitive comment? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I just listened to the Premier, and um, the first part of what he had to say, um, I started to scratch my head. The second part of what he had to say makes sense. What makes sense about it is, Maybe we should be doing a little bit of wait and see. Let's see what the implications of the interest rate hikes that we that you just talked about that we've had. Let's give them a time or a bit of time here to see how impactful they're going to be and not overdo it. And uh, funny, I was reading um, today, I read Craig Alexander, uh, op-ed in the Globe and Mail. He used to be chief economist at TD Bank. He was saying exactly the same thing. He thinks he thinks that the Bank of Canada is erring on being too aggressive, and it takes uh, somewhere at some point eighteen to twenty-four months for all these interest hikes to make their way through the system and have the impact. So I don't know. I think right now that uh, the Bank of Canada had this uh, um, interest rate hike. It was all over the place. They 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 told everybody it was coming. But my take on it is, okay, we still have an inflation problem, but I've got to say that maybe it's time to take a step back for even a couple, three months Mm -hmm. and see what unfolds because it is hurting and it may be hurting unnecessarily. I guess in some ways one could argue the painful irony in all of this is that the biggest contribution to, to inflation in May was mortgage interest costs. Uh, from what I can tell, it was shot up almost 30% year over year. Um, if if this is to continue, I mean, September is the next time they'll look at this, uh, a potential rate hike. There's still talk of another hike potentially on September 6th as well. Do you think the pressure may even grow? And I, I know the bank doesn't look at politics, but it's going to have to look at, at it to a certain degree. And what I mean by that is the average person who's on a variable rate mortgage, barely holding on, there's only so much they can do at the end of the day. 
only so much jazz and the banks are playing ball with them and they're looking a little longer amortization they're also looking at less money going towards principal and more money going towards interest so the banks are are going along with it but when these people who have these variable rate mortgages or those with fixed rate by the way also when those when that term is up they revert back to the same kind of uh, a a loan or a uh, mortgage, variable rate mortgage, as what they had. And all of a sudden, the amortizations don't change. And all of a sudden, they're back behind the eight ball again. And that's something we don't want to see. But mortgages that... uh, were you know put into place in 2021 2020 21 22 they're going to be due anywhere 2024 2025 that's not so far away and that could be very very impactful to the housing market and to people themselves who all of a sudden say i can't afford to live in this house mm-hmm. uh, in regards to inflation itself i had a friend say to me you know it's easy to go from eight percent down to four but very difficult to go from four to two it's just going to take that much longer. I'm looking at some of the numbers here. Restaurant prices uh, rose nearly 7% last year. Travel services rose nearly 12%. Uh, and one could argue um, there's a lot of pent-up demand to be going out to restaurants, traveling this summer. One could argue that we still have a ways to go because I expect people to travel more, be out and be, you know, spend some time with family uh, and traveling to Europe, whatever it may be. People are out and about. The weather is beautiful. So that final mile in the fight against inflation is a, is a tough one and it's going to take a long time. It is going to take a long time, and your friend is right. Uh, the the, the uh, you know inflation is now down around three percent. Well, coming from eight percent to three percent, let's call that the easy part. Even though it wasn't easy, let's call that the easy part. From three percent to two percent is going to be much tougher. Only coming down one percent. That first five percent was going downhill. Now we're going to start to struggle. And that's why I think that part of the reasoning is let's take a step back and see if the impact of those raises in interest rates, what did you say, 10 times, Mm -hmm. is going to have the results they want. It's not going to be instant. And remember that the Bank of Canada's target rate is between 1% and 3%. So right now we have basically hit within a point or two their first part of their target. So they can ease off a little bit. It's 3% now. And let's fight that battle to get it down to 2 But let's not take as many casualties as we may have to along the way. What are the U.S. job numbers and the U.S. economy overall telling you? Because sometimes that, can, that affects us as well. They're just 10 times larger. Uh, how does the U.S. economy look to you right well, now? Well, the U.S. economy looks fairly strong. Their uh, employment numbers were not as strong as, let's say, comparing straight away to Canada. Uh, the U.S. employment numbers are starting to weaken a little bit. And uh, they've got far greater problems than we do endemic to the United States. So I I think there's going to be a problem in the U.S., particularly uh, people with uh, with loans, with debt, that the same thing here in Canada, who have the mortgages, and then they've got their geopolitical problems in the United States, because like truth be told, Jazz, they're not getting much doing. All it is is fighting between the Democrats and the Republicans, but there's no agenda, at least in Canada, whether you agree with the agenda or not. We have an agenda. 
when you look at um, politics, just for a second, I know that's not supposed to impact uh, the Bank of Canada and what they're doing. Um, but you have an, a, a provincial election next uh, next year in tw- 2024, and that's not something the Bank of Canada would pay attention to. But a federal election, uh, not too far after that, in 2025, you would suspect the Liberals, the uh, governing uh, party, would want all of this issue in the rearview mirror, which would tell you that they want this thing dealt with by next year, would they not? Absolutely. 100%. If it's not dealt with, they will wear it politically, as any political party would be, because when you're in power, uh, when it's good times, you take credit. When it's tougher times, you get blamed, whether rightfully or not. So absolutely, they would like this dealt with. But the minute we see any interference with the Bank of Canada, as they do with the U.S. Federal Reserve. You hear politicians commenting on the chair of the U.S. Federal Reserve all the time and and dragging him through the mud, let's say. In Canada, you don't hear that, nor should you. The central bankers should be independent of politics and government. Mm-hmm. Michael, thank you for your time today. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jess.